This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on a Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg, South Africa. Welcome, welcome to each and every one of you to our radio family. Thank you so much for being with us as we kind of move a little bit away from the Chagim, from the Holy Times. We've actually passed already Rosh Chodesh. We're into the month of Mar Cheshvan, which we said last week means Marachash and we're still carrying on. We are, although we are, you know, this is the month that doesn't have any, so to speak, external highlights, we are still on a high. We are carrying on. We are moving forward with all that we've taken, all that we've gained, all that we uh, improved during the period of the Chagim. We are marching forward with with that. And this week, of course, we have Pashas Noyach, the incredible story of the great, the great flood and the ramifications of that in terms of, of, of the world. But I've I've kind of a little bit bothered this week. But, you know, language is something that kind of evolves and 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 changes. And, you know, there's so many words in the in in the English language that we have now colloquially used in, in such a way that where they've kind of almost been stripped of their original meaning and and uh, and it means something completely completely uh, uh different i mean just an example we you know went through the high holy days the right yomim noraim and nora is often translated as the word awesome with the sharish of awe well awesome has become a word that we bandy around almost as nothing you know how was the bra oh it was awesome oh wow that's amazing thing to say another word that has really gone the same way is the word good I mean, when we spoke about someone being a good person, we usually spoke about, we usually used to speak about them being upright, moral people, just, just a good person, a person that, that really does the right thing and, and carries on and holds himself up, is held up as a paragon of, of, of virtue and of, and of, a, and of a, you know, outstanding citizenry and, or, or even outstanding tzitkus to the, to the world. But Lida seems lately the, the, the word has completely, completely changed. You ask a person virtually anything, uh, would you like a cold drink? Now I'm good, which is I didn't ask you about your, you know, your spiritual barometer, whether, you, whether you're, 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 you're acting, functioning properly, you're going to go, I don't care if you're good or not, also if you want a, a, a drink, and surely the correct answer would be, uh, no, thank you, or yes, please, but, uh, yeah, or how are you feeling? Oh, I'm good. It's, it's become something that, that we need perhaps to, to understand what, what, what lies behind this word. I mean, as I say, it's, it's moved from its kind of original standard of, which uh, in, in both in the biblical and and kind of the the moral interpretation was something who was uh, who was uh, v- uh, virtuousness and and refined character and spiritual uh, uh, correctness, but now it means almost uh, almost anything, you know. And everything is okay since good, you know, kind of reflects a state of uh, fulfillment and a non a neediness to to make a change or to have what what does it really mean? So perhaps to to extend this and get a little bit to the depth of it, we need to say that kind of all human behavior can be really broken down into three kind of universal uh, uh, categories of of different 
of different motivations. And people do things either because it feels good or because it looks good or because it is it is good. In other words, there are some people who base their actions on what feels good for them and wherever they can derive any kind of physical or, or, or sensuous kind of pleasure, that's where they are. This this uh, 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 culture extends to everything. I mean, we have brands of food that are called, that start with the word good, right? Uh, 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 in, uh, in America, there's an ice cream called that way. It's, this, is, this physical pleasure is something you're going to like. Now, the truth is the... Uh, the problem is that sometimes these pleasures are actually uh, immoral and, uh, and inappropriate, but nevertheless, it feels very, very good when you when you have them. I think it was it was Nike who once had a slogan that said, "Just do it." You know, it's, as long as it feels good, go go and do it. Now, obviously, such a such a pursuit uh, of the fulfillment will obviously never ever. Uh, 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 actualize a person. You'll never feel good because when you're seeking things that are only pleasurable and, and, and just looking for nice material experiences, so at the end of the day, it leaves one feeling very, very empty and, and obviously craving for much more than before, right? Mishi Yeshla Meyer, right? Someone who has some, has achieved something wants more. If all you're working in the physical world, then you're not going to get nothing. Then, of course, there are those people who kind of base their actions and really invest time on money, on on looking good to others, even though they're making kind of false impressions uh, upon upon them. Yeah, we've got to, you got to, you got to make it the right impression. And perhaps the slogan for such a lifestyle is uh, keeping up with the Joneses or the Coneses, whatever it might be. And of course, you can never keep up with everyone. Everyone that you happen to be a uh, 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 jealous of, and your pride will then cause you to overspend and get overly involved, and you might end up, God forbid, even being uh, poverty stricken and generally in a state of of uh, of misery. The most obviously praiseworthy level of motivation is to do something because it's the right thing to do. It is moral. It is kind. It is just. It is. It is the truth. It's Hashem's desire for what man should be doing. When it comes to acts of, of tzirkos, when it comes to acts of, of righteousness, so it, it's irrelevant whether it finds favor in the eyes of other people or whether the experience is, is pleasurable or challenging. If it is right and correct, then it needs to be, it needs to be done. Now, if one's motivation is this third category of doing what is in fact good, so the truth is that can then actually also channel the first two motivations into being good as as well. In other words, when a person does the mitzvahs of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so he derives great pleasure from it. There's nothing more geschmack than doing a mitzvah properly and a good davening where you had a nice one, you, you benched uh, uh, properly. There's tremendous pleasure from that. And 
from the fact you've done the mitzvah, the fact you've become closer to, to the Rabbani Shalom, that is a pleasurable experience. And also, he will appear to others, you know, as, 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 a, as a tzaddik, as, as a radiating uh, a, 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 a countenance of a person who has chayn, of a person, of a person who has, a, who is a tzaddik, you know, the Pasuk, uh, Mishle says that, uh, that, that mitzvahs, uh, uh, bring a person, bring a person, uh, uh, and, and it's not, not even a, a coincidence that, in fact, the word good, you think about it, take out one of the O's and you have the, the name, of, name of Hashem. Because really good is only by fulfilling the, the will of Hashem, only by fulfilling what Hashem wants us to do and, and, and following His directives and uh, His mission can we then really uh, uh, experience goodness in all areas of our of our God, where we actually will will feel good, and and will look good, and will be doing what is what is completely completely uh, correct, and that's that's really what life is all about: making the right moral choices of uh, of of good, and obviously we'll be rewarded both in uh, in this world uh, by all these three things: by being good, by looking good, by by feeling good, and of course the 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 great rewards that we'll get. Uh, in in Olam Haba, in in Gan Eden, for for what we've uh, what we've done. In fact, uh, the word life, life itself. If you uh, look, take the Rosh Tevis of the word life, L stands for looking good, I stands for is good, F stands for feeling good. And if you have all three together, then you get the E at the end, which is which is a, a permanent place in uh, in, uh, in 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 Gan Eden. Interesting that uh, in last week's uh, parsha when. Chava was being uh, tempted by by the eight sadas. So the Torah says, "What did you say?" The woman saw ki toivo eight slamacho. This is this is yummy. This is going to bring me tremendous tremendous pleasure. It's appealing. It looks it looks good. And the nechmod lights lights laatzgil. It's 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 a uh, it's desirable for for one's uh, one's intellect. So here we're given actually a description of all these three universal motivations, and in fact, why uh, Chava chose to partake from from this fruit is because it was beautiful and it would give her great pleasure and give her great uh, great intellect. It feels good, it looks good, and intentionally it is it is good. And the truth is. Had she waited just a little bit longer until Shabbos, all of those would have been lifted and elevated into a level where, where, where that eating and, and that feeling and that is goodness and the, that she would have just been you know, gone straight into, into, uh, into Ghanedin. They would never, they would never, they would never have been Oilam as we know it. And those three things could have combined to have catapulted them right into, into Ghanedin. But since Hashem prohibited them from from eating it. So all of man's thoughts and intention of of experiencing good, so that that became because they couldn't wait. That became that became uh, became evil, and of course it caused the great downfall that it uh, that it uh, caused. And we just left left with the life without the without the uh, without the e at the uh, at the uh, at the end. Uh,
We'll come back with just one more Kamdan and move to our Hilchah Shabbos slot. This is 11.9 High FM on the Soul to Soul program on the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul on Erev Shabbos afternoon, as we usually do at this point, to give you the important details of this coming Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh, Pasha's Nayach, uh, the candle lighting, the latest time for lighting Shabbos candles this afternoon is at five minutes to six, five, five, five is the latest time, again, do it earlier if you can. Get, let's get started. Let's get motivated. Let's add a few extra minutes to our to our Shabbos. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at six forty-five, quarter to seven. It's already getting uh, getting considerably uh, later. And uh, we have the special haftarah that we read this week uh, from for for Pasha's Nayach, which. We've, uh, sounds familiar. We read it not so long ago during the seven weeks between Tishbav and, uh, and, uh, and Rosh Hashanah. Just to conclude this thought, and obviously related to this week's Pasha, you know, after the, after the great flood, so all of humanity, uh, emerged through the three children of, uh, of Anayach, Shem, Chum, and, and Yefes. And in fact, each one of these children Represent one of these three universal uh, motivations for for actions. Let's start with with Chum. Chum, of course, we know who did some uh, uh, pretty uh, uh, despicable despicable actions, and because he was motivated by his own bodily pres- uh, pleasure and his own passion for earthliness and uh, you know immoral kind of acts. And, and one can see that from, you know, the, the, uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the perverted actions of what he did to his father. And therefore, his life and the life of all his descendants are based upon this motive of whatever feels good, just, just, uh, just do it. That is, that is cham. And of course, the word cham comes from the word heat. Whenever there's a passion, whenever there's an excitement, that is in fact what you what you go and and do. Uh, a yefes, which of course in in Hebrew means means beautiful. So uh, he, we know that Chazal uh, tell us that that represents really anything that looks good, right? From yefes, we know came the the Greeks. Who, who excelled in arts and culture and poetry and, and sculpture and beautiful kind of artistic, uh, uh, uh buildings, uh, uh, right? That, that's the, that looks good. And of course, Shame, who was the, uh, the Kohen Gadol and whose descendants were Amavinu and the Ovis and, and, uh, then B'nai Israel. So that represents the third level of what is good. Hashem's word and Hashem commands were the only priority in, in their, in their, uh, in, in their lives. And, uh, so we've got to ask ourselves, you know, when, 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 a, when you're, when, when you're asked, do you want something physical and you say, no, I'm, I'm good. One, one, one really has to, uh, think about what one is saying. What does that mean? You, at that moment, you don't have that particular, that particular, uh, uh, passion. And one needs to constantly kind of sort of remind and ask himself, you know, 
which which letter of the word life actually motivates and and kind of pushes our 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 buttons does one try to bring hashem into his good into the things that he that he pursues right and just remember that life is going to end one one day and uh, there's a you know to turn the word life and, and there's going to be a file with our names on it which is Comprised of, as we say in last week's passage, Zes Sefer Toldos Hadam is going to be our entire lives. Arvinit, I mean, you to remember that at the end, yeah, we 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 really should be working for that E, for that for that uh, for that Ganeden, for for our little uh, place in the, in the sun, so to speak. And if we, if we live a, a life that's full of ruchnius, a life where we're trying to do what is the Ratz Nashem in in this world, then in the next world. So then you're really going to merit to both feel and, and appear completely with, uh, with, uh, with God. As you say, When are we going to come the time that I'm going to appear literally with the face of, of Hashem and, uh, and be able to, to, to benefit and derive pleasure from Hashem's uh, 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 splendor. So that's the person who really lived the good life, the life of, of, of Hashem, and Hashem, he will, he will, uh, Hashem, who is obviously the absolute good, and we will get the reward for having, for having done that. We were discussing the laws of, uh, Amir Lachem, of, of when it is permissible for a, a non-Jew to, uh, do work, uh, for you, and we spoke, uh, we spoke last week, about the the concept that in a situation where you are not getting direct benefit, where where uh, there was an ability to do certain things, even before the the guy contributed, let's say before he turned on a light. So when the guy, let's say, comes and does more, adds light, that uh, uh, doesn't change the situation. You can continue to be allowed to do anything you could have done before the 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 guy came in and did that but obviously anything you couldn't have done if it wasn't uh, a light enough let's say in the room for you to to read and now and now the nanju came in and turned on a light so now you could read well that's considered something you couldn't have done and that that would be considered having benefit from from what the guy uh, from what the guy did uh uh that 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 uh, you would not be allowed to you would not be allowed to uh, to 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 deal with it. Um, we'll just give a couple of uh, of uh, examples that uh, you can uh, where you can ask a a non-Jew to uh, to do things uh, for for a for a a Jew um, in the situation. Let's say. Uh, uh, you need uh, the oven. You had the oven on before, before, before Shabbos. Let's say for for uh, for the Friday night, for the Friday night, uh, for the Friday night meal. So again, we said that that uh, in order to be able to uh, have a non-Jew do something, so there were two conditions. One is you cannot issue any kind of an order for him to do something. And of course, you cannot mention the the forbidden the forbidden uh, uh, activity. For instance, you could uh, you could say uh, the house is not light 
light enough. Right? There's only one light on. You're not telling him to do something and you're not mentioning the act of, of turning on a light. Those things are, uh, those things are allowed to be done because you're not, you're not command, you're just telling him a story. To tell him a story is okay, but to command him to do something or mention a forbidden activity is, uh, is, uh, is, is forbidden, right? Uh, you could say, I can't clean up the house, so I can't read with this, uh, with this very, very, uh, weak, Kind of, a, kind of, a, kind of, kind of a light, and hopefully with this kind of a, a hint. So, so uh, you're not asking the guy to to do anything. You're just telling him, telling him a story, and the guy, because he wants to help the the Jew, will himself kind of decide. Oh, I better go turn on an additional light for 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 this person, or let's say. It's too bright. You want to go to sleep, and the light is the light is on. So again, you can tell them a story. I can't sleep with the with the with this light, and then hopefully the guy will understand himself that if I want to help the Jew, so it'd be a good idea for me to extinguish extinguish the the uh, the light. Or let's say, uh, excuse me, let's say there's no uh, no uh, paper in the. Uh, in the uh, in the bath, no cut uh, no cut paper. So again, you could just tell him, you know, there's no there's no paper. You don't have to uh, uh, tell him to do something or mention, and and hopefully the guy will then cut then cut the paper because there's no you're not having ben- benefit from the malacha of the guy because uh, you know I could have uh, used the paper in without it without it being. Being, uh, without it being being cut, but again, you can't tell him as a command. Do me this favor, because that that is a that is a, that is a, a, a command. We'll come back with our, a few closing comments in a moment. We're going to go to the shops. This is Soul to Soul on one one point nine High FM. Please don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. We're back on your, on your radio talking about things that a non-Jew can or can't do for you on, on Shabbos. So let's say you needed your oven to keep the food hot on Friday night and now you're finished and the oven is still, is still on. So you'd be allowed to say to the non-Jew, such a shame. Yeah, all that, all that electricity that's, uh, that's being, uh, wasted by having, yeah. And, and again, hopefully the, the guy will, will get the hint, will, you know, understand what you're saying and put out the, the oven. But again, you cannot give it to him as, as a command. You can't say to him, oh, if you turn off the, uh, the oven, you know, I'll make it worth your while. Cause you're mentioning the idea of turning off, off the, uh, the oven. So again, just to just to summarize, so I can accept help from a non-Jew on the condition that there are two conditions that I, I have to I have to meet. Number one, that I can't tell him to do a melach. I can't mention the actual melach that I want done. I can just hint at him as a as a story. And number two, that you're not benefiting from what the guy does in such a way that I couldn't have benefited, I couldn't have done that without the guy having having done it. Because then the uh the uh uh right where 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 there is light as you said then you could then you could ask him to uh to add more light to uh 
to carry uh, to carry to carry because then there's no and, and let's say turning off the light we said is not a direct benefit I'm not benefiting from him turning off the light I'm benefiting from the resulting darkness that is uh, that is uh, that is permissible uh, and and where we're talking about where we're saying that you're allowed to do something we're talking about the this is something that you're you're allowed you're allowed to uh, to do in a situation where you cannot uh, enlist the help of of, of a uh, of a non-Jew, so then, as we'll see just now, where there's a a uh, a very pressing need, or there's some mitzvah in, involved, so there Chazal allowed us to even ask uh, directly from a non-Jew to to do something that for us would be a rabbinic. Arabic sir, and there are even some situations where uh, Chazal allowed us to ask a non-Jew even to do something that is forbidden by by the Torah, as uh, as we're going to explain uh, uh, now. We'll start we'll start it uh, uh, right now. So said that when when there's a a a a mitzvah that needs to be performed. And in order to facilitate that, one needs uh, the non-Jews' involvement, or there's some pressing need, let's say, to uh, save a person from physical or, or, or emotional uh, uh, pain, or a, or a substantial kind of loss. So then, uh, our rabbis permitted us to actually request from a non-Jew to do something where the source of that prohibition is only uh, an Isser, an Isser Jabaran, right? which we call, in, in the language of Chazal, this is called a, a Shvus. Right? A Shvus de Shvus. It's a, it's a double kind of Jabaran, which means that uh, it's a, a, a prohibition that is made up and comprised of, of two separate, two separate rabbinic, uh, rabbinic prohibitions. Number one, uh, that the the work that is being requested itself is only a rabbinic prohibition. And number two, the prohibition to request from a, a non-Jew to do work for you on Shabbos is also in itself only a rabbinic, a rabbinic uh, uh, a position. And uh, so because of that double situation in, in extreme circumstances, we allow, we waive the prohibition totally and allow you to uh, to to do it, but again, that seemingly in most instances only in the situ only uh, only sort of a correct in the situation where the prohibition that you're asking him to to violate and and to the activity you're asking him to do on Shabbos is something that is only a forbidden midrabon. Uh, 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 However, if you need him to do something that is actually a a Torah prohibition, even if it is. Uh, uh, for a, for a mitzvah, for a mitzvah uh, need, whatever that mitzvah might be, so uh, you know, or, or 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 some public kind of kind of need. So then, uh, there are situations. We'll see. We'll see more further next week where Chazal allowed you to ask a a non-Jew to do something that is even uh, forbidden forbidden in the Torah, and we said that would apply also to a situation of a of a very very substantial kind of loss, where again. Uh, 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 our, our rabbis are very, very, very caring and very, very concerned about 
uh, financial stability, and therefore there are certain situations where that is allowed. That is allowed also. Well, we'll come back to that, please, again, and deal with it more fully in in the coming in the coming uh, uh, year. But as usual, the clock says it's time for us to make way and uh, get ready for the next sort of uh, line of uh, programming here on on FM as we get closer and get ready for another beautiful. Uh, uh, Shabbos Kodesh and what's left for me is just to thank you all for, for listening for thank you all for, for tuning your radios and certainly during this time slot to Chai FM and being inspired by what Soul to Soul has to offer on a Monday to Friday basis and just to wish you all to have a beautiful beautiful uh, uh, Shabbat you and your family together and learn the Pasha and go to Shul and, and be inspired and get the energy and the and the sort of the power you need to get you through the coming week. Thank you for being here. Shabbat Shalom and all the best.